levar os portugueses mais longe. Ser uma ponte entre Portugal e os Estados Unidos da América. Esta é a missão da Fundação Luso-Americana para o Desenvolvimento. A FLAD nasceu em 1985, na sequência do Acordo das Lages, e por aqui passaram até hoje milhares de pessoas e ideias que ajudámos a transformar em realidade. Promovemos a partilha de conhecimento e experiências através de bolsas de estudo, estágios, prémios e conferências unindo os dois lados do Atlântico. Trabalhamos diretamente com a comunidade portuguesa nos Estados Unidos. Queremos contribuir para que o papel dos luso-americanos seja cada vez mais forte e para que as origens portuguesas sejam continuamente celebradas. Nesta ligação atlântica surgem, claro, os Açores. Pela sua importância geoestratégica de segurança e defesa, científica e cultural, são um ponto essencial na atividade da FLAD. Somos ciência, educação, arte e relações transatlânticas. Há 36 anos a contribuir para o desenvolvimento de Portugal e dos portugueses. Hello and good evening, everybody. My name is Magda Vakil, and it is my pleasure to host you today on our Meet the Artist session with Ralph Almeida. This is part of the, hi, this is part of our project of the Portuguese American Art Gallery, and which was created by um, Palcos, with the support of the Embassy of Portugal, FLAD, and the Chamber of Commerce, the Portugal-US Chamber of Commerce. Um, we're here to meet Ralph. Um, this is being uh, live-streamed on Facebook, and we'll have a few questions and interview. Ralph is uh, going to walk us through his studio, show us his work and his creative process. And we invite all the audience to put questions through the chat box and through Facebook, which will then be uh, relayed to Ralph and um, for answers. This is a conversation uh, which is being kicked off by Angela Simões, the chair of Palcos and myself, but uh, we welcome everyone to participate. Welcome Ralph. And I'll pass you on to Angela. Thank you. Hi, Magda. Thanks, everybody. Me. We're so glad, so happy to have you. I'm loving everything I'm seeing in your in the background there. I can't wait to hear about it. Um, but let's let's uh, read your bio for our our viewers and our listeners. So, Ralph Almeida is a Brooklyn-based multidisciplinary artist of Portuguese descent. His paintings, drawings, collages, and ceramic tile designs have been shown widely and installed in public and in private residences. Almeida's work draws from nature, like animal horticulture and landscape motifs, the history of decorative arts from ancient Egypt to William Morris to Marimekko, and modernism, so Miro, Calder, Klee, Kandinsky, and others. New York architecture and history has a significant influence on his work. In the past, he studied textile design and fine arts at the Fashion Institute of Technology while freelancing as a textile designer. He has taught art classes, developed museum proprietary items, worked as an assistant art director of two independent films, explored fused glass, stained glass, pottery, and illustrated his own children's book. 
Most recently, Almeida has created a line of seasonally inspired masks for COVID-19 safety, a mosaic housewares line, a textile collection for home, bath, and office in collaboration with Society6, launched a virtual reality art gallery, and an ongoing series of illustrations for the poetry website, Global Poemic. As always, he moves fluidly from fine to decorative arts through a multi multiplicity of media with an eye towards installation and utility. He has exhibited broadly in New York City, New Delhi, India, Washington, DC, Las Vegas, Nevada, Connecticut, and Los Angeles, California. Ralph's projects, interviews, merchandise, website, and VR gallery can be seen at linktree slash Rafa art. And we will put this link in the chat as well as in the Facebook comments. Ralph, you are a busy guy. My goodness. <laughs> <laughs> That's amazing. So I do, do try to keep busy. There are moments where it's downtime and you're processing, of course, um, what your next move is and maybe how to do things differently. But um, I kind of go from one thing to another. Yeah, that's amazing, the, all the different mediums. And so uh, I know Magda has a, a, some questions that will kick off the discussion, but yeah, amazing stuff. Thank you. So um, when and how did you start producing art? Or is this something that you oh, I, all did or there was a conscious sort of decision? I feel like, you know, most creatives, you know, um, it, a lot of it is intuitive for us. Um, I really enjoyed art in high school and it was probably one of my favorite things. Um, and when I came to New York, um, I decided, um, I ended up studying acting and trying to do some print work originally when I came. Um, but um, I then, um, kind of got a little discouraged by that the acting world, but um, a friend of mine saw some drawings of mine and asked if um, I would come up to this textile design studio she was working at and um, you know bring along some designs. So I had an introduction to this um, vocation um, without having actually worked in the industry or had any training. Um, so that's probably where it all began for me, um, was in textile design, um, and working for two different, um, houses in New York at the time. Um, from there I branched out into painting. Um, and as I said, I, I felt like it was all just a gradual, you know, it was all about a coming out of sorts for, um, for my artistic side of me. Um, it really felt natural and right when I was doing it also. I was like, oh yes, I guess I'm an artist now. I was like, this is this is really working for me. Um, so um, I then started painting all throughout the 90s. I began to take more classes at FIT, the Fashion Institute of Technology, which you mentioned earlier, um, studying fine arts um, as well as um, surface design, textile design there. And then you moved to um tile and tile decoration but um i think for the audience benefit tile and what is in portuguese called azulejos is a very typical material in decorative um 
-hmm. home decoration and architectural design in Portugal and in many Mediterranean countries. However, I think it's interesting to note because Ralph, um, you have been, you grew up in the United States. You were born in, in Connecticut. Connecticut, right? If I'm yes. not wrong. Yes. Um, and so your direct influence is kind of indirect, right? True. I did um, so tell us a little bit about how you came across this, and and then when we look at the designs and some of your, you know, the elements that come through in some of your tile work, they are like, like from this side. And for the sake of the audience, I'm today in Portugal, so I'm across the Atlantic from you, and it's midnight here, but it's okay. Uh the tile medium for me um, didn't really come out for me till the when I moved to California, which I know we're going to be talking about um, later. Um, it was as a means to find something accessible for people. I was going to be doing more outdoor shows, so I wanted people to be able to have something they could walk away with. Maybe they couldn't afford the $400 painting that was behind me, but they could afford this, you know, $40 or $50 tile that was right in front of them. Um, so that's where that came about. Um, California itself, of course, you know, has tiles in multiple places as well, which I'll talk about more. Um, but I, um, did ceramics as a kid um, in Connecticut. There was a potter, pottery studio on what was Center Street in my hometown. Um, and that's probably where it all began. So somewhere in the process of trying to figure out what I was going to find to be accessible for these outdoor shows, I kind of reflected back to that. Um, and the ideas that come out are typically um, related to a lot of things. Um, because I do textile design, you are always at being asked to um, create things um, from lots of different genres. So um, that sort of transposed into my tiles. So maybe my tiles were modern, maybe they were ornamental, maybe they were geometric, and all those things started to come out. Um, um, at that point when I started working, I was like, oh, tiles can be just as, you know, as varied as my paintings. Um, and when I do my studio tour, I, I kind of think of my work, even when you see it together as a large mosaic, I do tile mosaics, but when you see the paintings and the mosaics and the ceramic and the ceramics together, um, all the different ideas, you can kind of see that, you know, it is a mosaic of, of different things. Thank you. Would you like us? Would you like to show us your studio now and walk us a little bit through your process of making your work and perhaps also, you know, your inspiration? Um, absolutely, I can do that. I'm going to put on this little headpiece because I know it will make it a little easier for you guys to hear. Let me start. The 
Um, so currently I'm gonna do a pullback first of what the whole wall looks like. Um, so you can get an idea what spatially what it's like. Um, there's some tiles on the table and um, which we'll get a better look at. But this is basically, this is one of the walls I work on as well as an easel. Um, I'm gonna just quickly show you this little thing up here, which is a mobile. It holds a lot of inspiration for me. A lot of these things start as a mini watercolor and then they become paintings and or tiles. Just do a quick view of that. It's a mobile. I keep it right in the center of my studio. Keeps feel like you could turn that into a product. Yeah, it, yeah. Keeps, me, it, keeps, like <laughs> me, it keeps me inspired. Um, I'm going to show you some tiles. I'm going to bend it down a little. Um, these are um, of a, let's see. Maybe I need to open it more. I'm going to pull some out, but I just want, want you to get a little view of some of the things. Um, this piece I put together today, it's a tree of life. I call them backsplashes. As you can hmm. see, they're comprised of six different pieces. I put them on these, uh, I usually put them in a frame, which you'll see some later when I get to the other wall. Um, and then I use Velcro to adhere them because I want people to eventually think about using them architecturally. You can hang them, but you can also hopefully decide that you may want to use it as a backsplash in a kitchen or somewhere somewhere else in your apartment. Um, this little piece is a little Lazy Susan I posted recently that I'm working on. I'm doing more mosaics now. Um, I, have an, I have an abundance of tiles. So I decided that I should start, of course, doing more mosaics. Um, this is another tray that I did also on there. I had a little mishap with these trays. Um, they looked like this, they had these little edges and they fell off the table on me. So I ended up having to kind of rework them into other things. <laughs> it's that old, that old saying, like what happens when you get lemons, you make lemonade. Mm -hmm, so mm -hmm. I ended up making this little lazy Susan. I still have to grout these things. Um, here's um, a couple pieces that are a little Portuguese inspired. You would maybe find something like this in a Portuguese mural, that little face. Um, these are from the Alfama region in Portugal, Ooh. this style. I'll show you a couple more of those. Um, this is Alfama also style. I work in a six by six style just because the space. Um, I like the more space. Um, traditionally, you see a lot more of this size, which is four by four. Um, this is a new series I did inspired by some nature. Um, this series, um, pomegranates. I sell mm -hmm. all these tiles, of course. I have them online on my website. You can always reach out to me also. Um, but these are some of the more recent ones from 2021 that I did. Um, sometimes I like to experiment. I'll do like these marbleized style ones where I can kind of just throw a bunch of paint on. So I'm always trying to experiment with different styles as well. I got inspired. I went to see a Yoyoi Kusama exhibit at the Botanical Gardens. And so I did a little polka dot series, <laughs> a little Yayoi Kusama style. Um, these, I love elephants. So I do a lot of elephants too. 
a friend gave me some block prints from India. So I did these um, on tiles. I paint on what is a plain white bisque tile. It looks like that when I do it. But then I paint with colors on top and then I have to glaze them and then I bring them to a studio to have them fired. Um, I'm just gonna show, these are some things that I did for some retail venues in the city. This was for the Tenement Museum. It's based on some wallpaper in the historic tenement, which was built in the 1863. We talk about, oh, very cool. um, I actually worked there and um, we talk about immigrants that came through Ellis Island and settled in the Lower East Side. And this was one of the wallpapers in the building. Um, I also did some work for the Eldridge Street Synagogue. This is based on designs, designs in the synagogue, built in the 1870s, the synagogue. Um, these are some tiles I did recently for a for turnstile tours. It was another webinar that I did. Um, these are based on tiles in a villa in Brooklyn Park, which is uh, Prospect Park, excuse me, which is by my house. I'm in there all the time. I discovered that Litchfield Villa held um, some original encaustic tiles. Um, it's a little different process than this, um, but these are some of the designs that I found when I went um, to the Litchfield Villa. They only have them in the entryway actually. Um, so I decided to, um, do, we did a tile demo when I did this other webinar where I was actually painting tiles. Um, and then this ended, these ended up being some of the finished products from that. Um, this piece I'm working on here, um, it's a riff on some tiles, tile ideas, but I'm doing it on canvas. It's still a to be determined what exactly I'm going to do, but I was uh, creating this tile frame and then of course was going to maybe insert um, some sort of imagery in the center of that. Do you um, use like a stencil or those freehand? For these, for these, I did do stencils. Um, this is another tile idea that I did also, which is, of course, of Portuguese, has the Sardinhas and the Coração de Viana, and then the Galo de Barcelona. The Galo, yeah. Um, and then there's some Galos up there also. I can't tell actually how the light is bouncing on that or not. Um, great. So this is another little view. I'm going to come over on this side. We'll give you a little tour of some other projects that I've been working on. This is a little wood burning series, a la tiles. It's based on um, a book I was reading, 5,000 Years of Tiles. So these are wood placards. This says, Amor Vincit Omnia, Love Conquers All. Um, and then these are some other ones in the series. I plan to do a lot more. I have about um, eight in the series right now. And so what uh, kind of tool do you use for that? It's like um, it's a wood human. burning. It's a wood burning tool. Um, okay. I, technically, you can use multiple tips, but I only had one tip. So I did. Um, I used um, the one tip to make all of these. It was kind of difficult, um, mm. but um, I managed to work it out. Um, and then the colors are added with what kind of? Um, that's an picture? acrylic. Um, sometimes. Um, I, you know, I can build it up more or create more of a wash with them. 
Mm -hmm. It really depends. You know, um, I mean, on the video, I don't know what it looks like up close, but it, I would have never guessed that that's wood. It looks, it's beautiful. You see, I get, you can see it little burns now, right? Yeah, I can see that now. Burning. That's really nice. Um, I do these G clay prints um, that are based on paintings that I do. Um, I have them out. They're really inexpensive. Once again, something I would do at a street event. Mm -hmm. Starts as a painting, ends up as a print. Maybe it's on a tile. I'd like doing uh, um, my different images in the different mediums also. For instance, I'll show you this one also. This is a little series of tiles over here. Once again, I call them backsplashes. Um, I like elements. Hopefully this is not too... Um, so I'll, I'll start with a tile. Maybe I'll do this az Azulejo style design, and then I may decide to do a painting of it. And then I would then transpose that into a print also. Oh, beautiful, yeah. Makes it even more accessible. Um, so I have this lovely breakfast tray here that I worked on recently also. Mosaics, as I said, I've been trying to do more mosaics. Um, elephants, the azulejos. Um, on this wall, we have some more totems. I'm going to pull out a little so you can see the wall a little more. Very cool. Um, there's these azulejo paintings I did. Uh, these diptych series. Um, this is from a series called Utopia, these ones with the birds. Um, on this wall, this is my new favorite thing. I just finished these. I'm going to pull out a little too so you can see all this. So that looks very textured. What is it that? It is textured. I'm going to come up a little closer. Um, this is from my upcycling series. I did a little post about this, my last post on Instagram. Um, there's the totemics in the back. And then as we get closer, you can see, I call it the, my ups, upcycling series. And I'm gonna show you those pieces from behind also. But these, these can be configured anyway. The one thing I like about my art also is you can you can touch it, you know, when you go to a museum, they're like, don't touch it, don't get near it. Mm -hmm. Like, I, I want you to like move around the pieces together and create your own design with these. With these, um, That's kind of my idea with those. So what even is that the, made Even of? with the totems, even with the totems, you can move them around from room to room. You could do different things with them. I'm gonna show you right now. Um, so the material, the material looks like this. This is one, so that's I have more. Was it an so egg cart carton? Egg carton? Um, not this one. It oh, was wine. Wow, wine. This oh, one cool. was wine. I have mm -hmm. a friend um, who writes for food and wine magazines and travel, and she collected a lot of these. It all started. <laughs> it all started with the two bigger ones, um, and then I just kept adding. I have more that more pieces than what you see on the wall. Actually, I have maybe about eight more pieces. It kind of just kept growing. But then after it grew so much, I was like, oh, maybe I need to pare it down. <laughs> but I still have a lot of them hanging out. Um, 
anytime I find a new size is what's kind of interesting. Like I'm like, oh, I don't have that size. I need that. So I end up snagging more pieces from people when I find them. Um, but that's one of my favorite new things. It took a while to finish this. This all kind of happened uh, during COVID that I was working on this, this piece. Mm -hmm. um, and then this little piece over here is probably one of my first city pieces. Once again, I want you to move around. They're kind of in a tile format, but I want you to kind of move the pieces around. Um, it's uh, references New York architecture. Um, the Empire State, and then there's some uh, imagined, reimagined like architectures in there also of the city. So I, that I also have 12 panels of. I don't have them all up right now. Um, but that's probably a good, a good, um, a nice little tour for you guys. That's great. I'm gonna um, just fix the lighting again. Great. And we'll just remind everybody, Magda, I think you're on mute, but uh, we'll just remind everybody if you want to see um, more pictures of Ralph's art, not only go to his website, uh, linktree slash Rafa art, but also you can go to the Portuguese American online art gallery.com. Yes. Um, which is how I found see you his, guys. Yeah, <laughs> it was amazing. Yes, and we encourage every artist that would like to join to please get in touch with us. Through Palkus is one way. Another way is to <clears throat> visit the gallery and then um, submit your work via there with a brief introduction and the bio. But there's, going back to Ralph, who's I was just going to say, there's some amazing artists on the website. I encourage you, um, all the listeners, to go check out the Portuguese American Gallery. If you go to my link tree, there's a hyperlink that'll bring you to the Portuguese American Gallery. And you can oh, see. thank you for doing that. Great. Yes. Thank you very much. Um, you touched a little bit about just going back to you because today is about you. Um, you know, you, you mentioned a little bit already about your um, your move over your sort of uh, mm -hmm. the time you spent in California and how that. But tell us a little bit more about how that influenced your work and what direction that took you because it seems to be like one of the sort of uh, change, uh, points of change in the direction that you were going. Um, so, you know, when I made the move, of course, I had no idea how it was gonna affect me at that, at that point, but um, California um, has such incredible nature and, um, it was such a pleasure coming from New York to be able to walk out and see a mountain range and palm trees and the beach, and as opposed to coming out and seeing concrete um, um, and cars and freeways um, and streets um, in Brooklyn. Um, but um, New, York, New York holds a lot of um, some of the same things. Um, there's a lot of nature in, Cal in uh, California. Um, the colors, I mean, you see the most magnificent flowers and things grow to the largest sizes. So I was inspired a lot by the nature. Um, there's a lot of tile work, the Catalina tiles, um, the Adamson house. Um, there's an Eames home there that just inspired me because I'm on the modernist side of things. 
um, in the in the Palisades. Everyone knows Charles and Ray Eames. Um, I was inspired definitely by their work. So once again, um, I also probably bumped up my color because, you know, maybe I was using seven or eight colors in my paintings. And then when I moved there, I ended up using like 10 to 14 different colors in my paintings and making it all kind of work together. was amazing that I was like, wow, there's like 14 colors in this painting. Um, and they're, all, work and they're tropical, all working together. This sort of tropical coloring you think comes uh, from your California Yes, and all, I would definitely say that, you know, culturally as well, when we think about, you know, Portuguese, uh, mm -hmm. Portuguese work, um, Portuguese tile work. Um, there's so much um, color in Lisbon um, when I was in Lisbon. Um, but um, I feel like it totally, California definitely, you know, bumped it up a little when I moved out there. Mm-hmm. And what exactly what part of California were you in? I lived in Santa Monica. Oh, beautiful, yeah. And did you, um, were you living like, um, I, I think of Santa Monica, I think of the beach, obviously. <laughs> uh, did you have a chance to explore really, you know, other parts of the state or uh, was, there, was there one like kind of iconic thing that really influenced the colors? Like, um, I wanna say, um, as I was saying, a lot of the tile houses that I visited, um, the Adamson house and the Catalina tiles, those things um, definitely um, helped um, create the ideas. But California in general, even I've been in Northern California, I've been in Southern California, um, all, all of it in general um, really holds a lot for me. Just going, Things that inspire me are like very everyday life. So it kind of doesn't really matter where I go. Mm. Um, even like the Huntington Library in Pasadena, which is absolutely amazing, you know, held, held a lot of um, interesting uh, reference for me also. Perhaps going in a little direction, but I just remember that you were, you were showing that mosaic work and those lazy Susans and, and I'm curious, do you, collect the tiles and then you make them up yourself or these are just ways of uh, reusing something that uh, broke or chipped or cracked. So yeah, it's kind of- I know some people who destroy in order to redo. <laughs> yes, deconstructive. We call it deconstructive, yes. Yes, I'm sorry. Um, I, defi I definitely um, do a little bit of that. Um, I have, as I mentioned, I have an abundance of tiles. Um, so somewhere in there, I really was like, I should start doing mosaics. So I don't get so formal with it. I really just break them up. Um, there are ways to cut the tiles and have cleaner edges, but I do more of a truncatus kind of thing where you can like break them and piece them together still. Um, I like to say, um, tile making isn't always the kindest thing as well as pottery and by by that i mean you you know create this piece you create this piece for um a very long time whether it's pottery or tiles um you glaze it you get it in the kiln and then when it comes out you're like what happened <laughs> unfortunately it may not come out the way that you thought it was going to come out sometimes there's peel back with the glazes 
um, things don't always come out right. So I will sometimes take those tiles that may have not worked properly for me, and I will break those tiles up also and use them in these pieces. Um, there's options where you can reglaze tiles and get them refired and then get them to come out, come back out. And hopefully, you know, after a second fire, maybe you can, you know, get your tile to be actually work. But sometimes I just roll with it. Um, and um, something comes out, you know, incorrect. I'll be like, okay, I know what to do with this. I'll be using this for an, my new breakfast tray that I'm working on. <laughs> mm -hmm. um, of course, you know, we've all been uh, impacted um, by the last couple of years, two years almost, by COVID. And we we saw that uh, you know earlier you showed us some masks that you had uh, designed yes. um, but apart from that how did did covid affect you because of course being in brooklyn you were in new york city which was one of the first cities in the united states to um, experience a lockdown and um, really tough times um i was there too so i know um so how did that affect you and your work and how you come out of that um that it's a really good question um a lot of things happened during that time um i think for most people um everyone was in shock at the beginning um it took me probably march april may it took me like we had a shutdown in March here in New York and literally, you know, I was, everyone was like, what are we doing? What are we going to do? Two months, two months later, I kind of stepped into action because I was like, you know, I need to somehow try to figure out how to generate some cash. Um, what was I going to do? Um, people started reaching out to me to do projects. Um, I decided um, what is, you know, when you start a business and I do have a business, um, what do they tell you? Like, you have to have something that everybody wants, right? You can't just create like a pencil with some designs on it. You like, what is that thing that everybody needs in their life? And at that time for me, it was these masks, right? It was uh, this idea. So these really kind of launched um, um, a nice um, little business for me. These are based on some tiles that I did. I took the designs um and sent them off a company in the uk was making the mask for me um this one is based on some pieces you saw it's a little hard to read but i collaged a bunch of the paintings together you just saw and created that one um so this is kind of the direction i went um these are some Fleur de lis pro another project that i worked on mm -hmm. um there were some tiles for a girls a girls camp um called Fleur de lis um i did them for a silent auction so that was one of the things that um i really realized i needed to step into action and do um i found that the community really bonded together and were reaching out um people wanted to help me redo my website i created a vr gallery during this time um i think what it really did of course was allowed me to focus on my work for the first time like full time um, in the past, I always um, had to do it on a part-time basis. 
I always chose security, I like to say, and wanted a full-time job. So I always knew that I had the rent paid and the bills paid. And then I would do my work. It was okay. I knew I could figure it out. I've been doing it for many years. I can do both of these things. I can still sell my work and I can still have a job. Um, and um, outside of your, of course, you know, your regular income, you always need another income <laughs> to help support you, as a lot of people know. People have two jobs and three jobs in this world. Especially in um, New York City. <laughs> yes. Um, so so uh, just I began... What I was yeah, gonna say, I began illustrating um, some um, illustrations for an online poetry magazine um, that was called Global Poemic. Um, that was life during lockdown um, illustrations. I was illustrating for a series of poets. Um, I would get sent a poem and then I would have to illustrate it. Um, so, um, and then I did um, a couple webinars and interviews. These were all things that were, people were trying to generate for their own businesses as well. People who are writers, they wanted to write articles. Um, people who were no longer, people who were no longer doing tours in artist studios. Um, they were now doing virtual artist studio tours. So I was doing that also. So all these yeah. things, as I said, allowed me to you know, create. I was like all during this whole year, I was able to focus full time on my work. I was going to ask you if you had started to do anything via Zoom. Um, do you think that you'll continue to do the Zoom thing and some of these other things um, I, even I, when I we do. go back? Um, I do. I would like to. I think I may even like to try to do some sort of teaching. Um, I had a little teaching experience. I taught fourth and fifth graders while I was in Santa Monica school system. Um, so that has been an idea. Um, I know with the webinars, as I was, you know, getting this together and looking at the questions, I was trying to figure out how to curate it differently from the last, you know, the last one. How do you not make it redundant? Um, what can I do differently? So it's all about, you know, the challenge of how to create, you know, something different each time, I think, too, when you do a webinar. The other thing too that we have found with Zoom uh, or any other kind of virtual event is that mm -hmm. our reach is enormous. We are not no longer speaking to just the people around the room, <laughs> but we are actually speaking across the globe and reaching yes. everywhere. Uh, you know, yes, Angela exactly. and I have done a number of virtual things, including uh, sardines on toast, where we had <laughs> sardines <great>. people, <laughs> and yeah. we had we had people in Hawaii. Oh, we wow. had somebody in Portugal giving us a, a sort of the history of um, canning and um, in in Portugal mm -hmm. uh, with you know, how it's developed and the origins and how it's made. And I think it was really interesting. So in a way, you know, I feel this experience in terms of virtual events is going to remain for some extent. And there is a lot of richness in it, although there was a lot of, we felt very trapped in our home, our own homes at the beginning when that was the only way to, to socialize and it's also becomes archived and people can still continue to watch these things so there's a whole you know library of things for people to 
really yeah. tune into. Even if you miss absolutely. it, you can still, you know, get to catch those things. Yeah, absolutely. Now you you touched on something else, and um, you talked about how you always valued security, and so a, a job was giving you that. Um, talking to many different artists uh, and also other people that I know when they decide to pursue a different type of career uh, or a less traditional type of career, you know, right. often their parents or uncles would say, how are you going to live out of, of that? Right. Um, how was, you know, how was it for you? Um, in terms, you know, did, I, your, did your parents feel about it? And um, I feel like I always had the support um, from my family. It didn't matter what I decided to do. Um, but once they saw what I could do, they were definitely behind me um, <laughs> when they saw the creations um, that I came up with, my creatures and my creations. Um, so the I would say the support was always there. Um, it was a little difficult for them to. Um, I've done multiple, you know, over fifty shows, you know, in New York City. Um, it was always difficult for them to get here on those days to see the shows, but I know that they were there, um, you know, in spirit to to see those things. But always a lot of support from the family and friends. Mm -hmm. I don't think the other artists felt necessarily not supported, but um, sometimes they felt that. Um, uh, Was it the right thing when they should be a doctor? No. <laughs> <laughs> More do like I really want to do this artist thing? <laughs> uh, Are you sure this is what you want to do? <laughs> yeah. Yes, I, I thought about that and non-traditional um, always seemed to be the way for me. Um, it, as I said, it was just an outpouring of that for me. So I was like, there's nowhere else for me to go except to, dic you know, for what was being dictated and coming out of me. I was like, this is what needs to be done, people. I was like, I'm not, I don't have a stethoscope. No. And, <laughs> what, I and, <laughs> and at what age did you kind of really, like, that was just so certain for you? Was it very early on or did you build that confidence over time? So I remember at an early age, um, my, aunts and uncles being, you know, taken over mainly by my color choices in the, in my colorings when I would do coloring book stuff. And they were always like, wow, he really knows how to use color. And I was like, from then on, I always, you know, kind of tune into that, right? You listen to what people are saying. Um, and that still is a thing for me. Um, once again, very intuitive. It just comes out. Um, it's what I want to see. Um, I do do black and white and just blue and white, simple things, tiles, um, but color always inevitably sneaks in. But um, there are moments where I wasn't so creative, um, um, probably more as a teenager, um, I would say. Um, I wasn't as creative in that time. It really was a coming back to it for me in my early 20s when I started uh, doing yeah. the textile design. And so what kind of, you know, if you had a conversation with a young uh, Portuguese American or really any artist, um, mm -hmm. but I would say Portuguese American or maybe other ethnic group where they have the family that has the more traditional, you have to have a, 
you know, regular job and, you know, no, don't take risks, that kind of thing. What would be the conversation you would have with them or, you know, bits of advice? I would want to say that they can explore all those things. I mean, if they even feel more comfortable being in a situation where they want to be, you know, be a lawyer, um, you know, then they should do that. But they can also explore their artistic side as well. You know, don't overlook that. If law is something that you really want to get into, um, then you should explore that. Um, there's certainly um, probably many artists who've um, done more technical things and, and branched out into the arts. Um, but um, it feels like such a, um, to me, it's like, you know, you just have to do what is, you know, being dictated to you. Um, and you, you really can't um, let people dictate for you, honestly. <laughs> That's kind of the way um, I've always lived. I mean, I, I'm trying to imagine like what it would be like for my mother telling me I could only be a doctor when all this was coming out of me. I was like, come on, really? <laughs> I was like, <laughs> I, was like I, think not- I, I think I may have a future um, in art. But um, so if it's really your passion, I think that, you know, um, you can have that conversation. And if your parents... Um, um, can see what you can do, then they, they will, you know, that will follow, they will be supportive. Usually it takes a lot of, um, a lot of doing things to get them to understand that, you know, you can't just do it. I would imagine you have to really show that, you know, mm-hmm. you go to school for art and you, they see what you can do. You have a portfolio and they really see that, you know, you have, you actually do have the talent. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's what it's really about, right? You want to support your support um not only your your children but you know anyone who's in your life who's an artist because they're already struggling with the decision to be an artist absolutely i think it's a good message not only no go on go on i was just saying it's a good message not only for people who are aspiring artists but also the people in their lives to support them it's a good message yeah, and supporting them doesn't necessarily, you know, you have to buy something from them. It, it could mean just showing up at a show or, you know, asking what they're working on. You know, what are you mm-hmm. doing now? What's your newest thing? You know, all those mm-hmm. things, just tuning in. If anybody has questions, please pop them into the chat or onto the um, Facebook. We just have about 10 minutes left. <laughs> um, Ralph, um you you showed us those mask projects and yes. they were being produced in the uk and obviously we were not able at the time to travel across easily either way and the post was kind of very slow so um was that done uh, digitally was it did you see samples for colors i did not um, actually i well, I ran a couple samples when I decided, when I saw this company, I was like, let me just run some masks off. We need masks. I was thinking even myself, I was like, I'm going to put mm-hmm. some of my designs on some masks for myself and see what they come out like. So I ran like four styles off. And when I got them, I was like, these are amazing. The color's incredible. It's probably, if I had to guess, a digital process, um, like the G Clay prints that I showed you, those little mini prints. 
um, and the G uh, clay in a digital process, it's like a high, you know, it's almost like a high quality Xerox, you know, essentially mm -hmm. a digital process. Um, but they so do their print, they do their prints on fabrics. Um, okay. So you sent a drawing and a painting. I actually did it all by phone, believe it or not. Hmm. Um, I didn't have a computer until like halfway into last year. Um, but for the most part, it was so easy to do on my computer because I created the layouts on the computer. On the, I'm sorry, on my phone. I created the layouts on my phone, just uploaded them to the website and they created them. Once I saw the samples, I didn't ask them as I did other orders. I, I didn't say, oh, can I please see a, you know, a virtual sample before you send these to me? I was just happy with the original, what they did. And true to form, every order that came, um, they FedExed them to me. So they literally were here in three days. Mm -hmm. um, it maybe took two weeks for them at the most to get these printed for me. Um, and then they would arrive like, you know, three, four or five days later to me in the mail from the UK. Um, and then I was able to get them out. I had to go to the post office. I packed all these. I was wearing a whole nother hat, um, of course. And I would take the orders via the phone, either through social media or through emails. People reaching out to me through all different, um, 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 different channels. Um, and I would pack them, of course in envelopes and I would head to the post office like two, three times a week and I would get these yeah. orders out to people. And then a lot, of people, of course, would, a lot of people supported me by wearing the mask and posting them on social media. More and mm -hmm. more people started to reach out to me also through that. But each pattern was painted on paper first? Um, so there's different ideas. Like this one, for instance, was a tile idea. And mm -hmm. so I took the tile pattern and put it into a repeat and okay. did that. Mm -hmm. um, this was more paintings, this one. Mm -hmm. You can kind of see some of the yeah. paintings behind mm -hmm. me. That's the Azuleos one. So this was a little collage I put together in the layout. Um, layout is a, um, an app that Instagram supports. So yes, you can I take know. an image, you can take an image and basically put it into repeat. So that's essentially how I did it. There's a little secret for you. Um, and then I was I've able done to, a little. Um, I mean, it's amazing. I mean, you're able I, I to. I had a picture <laughs> of the central in Central Park across the reservoir where uh -huh. you get the, the buildings to reflect on the. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That reservoir. <laughs> and yes. then you put them all together and you cut them up so you can sort of make a little pattern that looks something completely different. In the end, they're just trees reflect and yeah, building yeah, yeah. reflecting on the water. <laughs> I like to do it a lot with my tiles because then you get an idea of what is, if you want to commission me, what does that one tile look like multiplied, right? You're like, oh, mm -hmm. I bought this one tile, but if I buy six of them, what is it going to look like when I put them all together? That's kind of why I do it. But a lot of the masks were based on tile work, um, paintings, and also textile designs that I did. Mm -hmm. Nice. And they are, you can reach out to me through my website, Rafa Art. Um, I'm about to launch um, a new website. I was trying to get that done today. I wasn't able to um, connect with the host um, to have them delete my old website and put up the new one. But um, 
probably by the end of the week, my new website will be up, but you can certainly see my new one in the link tree. There's a website link in my link tree um, for the new website and there's some mask images and I can always um, send you what's available currently. I have like maybe four patterns available right now in the masks. Right. You don't. If you don't have ten masks already. Um. <laughs> I know. Um, well, as we just have a few minutes left, um, what's next for you? Any big projects you have going on, or what should we be on the lookout for? I so much am going to put this out there, but I would love to do um, um, more mosaics. I really want to create like a whole wall, a whole backsplash for somebody in their house. Mm. If someone wants to do that, I would love to do more larger projects. Um, I don't, I don't want to sound ungrateful, but I'm, sometimes I'm like, I don't want to paint on a six by six piece of anything anymore. <laughs> I need a large wall. Mm -hmm. So, um, that's one of the things I would love to do set designs. Also, if someone is in theater and they want, would love for someone to do some fabulous, um, three-dimensional works and, or two-dimensional pieces, I would love to create some set designs. Um, that's kind of the direction I'm going. Once again, large scale. <laughs> and would you go on uh, on location to do those or? Absolutely. I could paint them yeah. right in the, if I could paint them in the theater piece, I would love that. My 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 um, apartment um, is a little conducive to doing some larger things. Um, but of course, it's all about getting it to that place also. Um, right. I would think the theater space would be in the city. so. You know, I'd have to take some large scale piece, get it in a car <laughs> and, get it, and then get it into the city or even New Yorkers, of course, they do everything by train. So you would probably see me with some large three by four painting like on the, on the train, like trying to get to some theater place. Um, I would be I so do drive. <laughs> I do drive so I can definitely get some things in a van. And I know a lot of friends who drive. Um, I'm, not, I'm not always comfortable with driving larger, larger vehicles. Um, I'm used to driving more compact things. I feel more comfortable, but um, I would definitely be up for some large scale works. And if there are any private investors out there who want to help me open a business, that's my other <laughs> idea also. You just saw the Rafa. You just put it out there, why not? Right? I just showed you the Rafa studio. That's the Rafa store also. Very cool. Um, and I do open studios. I'd like to mention that if someone wants to reach out and make an appointment with me, um, weekends could be good. Um, I have a couple of days off during weekday if you want to stop in the studio and see what I do. Tiles, paintings. There's lots, lots to look at. I'll probably Great. be scheduling a couple. As we get to the holidays, I like to do open studios because people think about gift buying. There's tiles, there's prints. Sure. Magda, anything else? No, I think uh, this has been very, um, I think we covered a lot. We did. We got to know you. We know where you are. And This will uh, be available on the, uh, on the on afterwards Facebook. also on yes, Facebook, not on the Falcus. So it'll be on Facebook immediately because it automatically yes. archives. And then we will post, uh, we have to process the recording and put it on YouTube. Uh, and then it will live on the Hawkus website eventually. It's just it's a bit website. of a process, but Facebook immediately and then YouTube and our website. So you'll do a posting on the Hawkus Facebook page. You're saying for the Facebook immediately when you say that? 
Well, it's um, if you like, right as soon as we end, if you go to our Facebook page and click on videos, it'll be there. Right. Oh, just under videos. Yeah. Okay. On, yeah. on the Palkus page. Yep. Okay. Great. Because I uh, always, of course, like to do more social media after this. Please rewatch sure. it. Sure, sure, sure. <laughs> and great. we welcome all of that. So, yes, um, <laughs> I think, um, I don't know, Angela, if you want to close it, but, you know, um, on behalf of the Chamber of Commerce, Palcos, the Embassy of Portugal in D.C. and FLAD, uh, we thank you very much for the time that you gave us today for introduction to your work. We also thank all the watchers and participants to, um, for having joined us and um, keep us posted about your work. Very much. Thank you. thank you. Just a big thank you to Palkus, of course, and the Luso-American community for supporting me. Um, I really appreciate this opportunity to show my work. This has been Thank awesome. You. Thank you so Thank much. You. Thank Thanks you, everybody. Have a good Bye. night. Bye. 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 Bye